All right, uh, welcome back to Life with Rochball Ball. I'm joined by our senior NBA analyst, Jacob Kaufman. Uh, first, we just have to say a uh, rip to AJ Kumar and Daniel Cho, our junior analysts. They just, sometimes they're just not up to par, but Jacob's always here and ready to deliver. Having to do the work of, uh, of a full AJ and Daniel's big shoes to fill, that'd be my best. Yeah, much appreciated. So uh, I think today we we both uh, literally a year ago we were like oh Wemby's totally going to go to the Spurs because the Spurs were purposefully tanking as soon as they made that Jonte Murray trade we knew where their interests lied um, and lo and behold the Spurs got Wemby so it's like yeah we should record a podcast maybe go over these top six teams and see what their outlook would be for the upcoming season and like maybe there are some moves that each team can make to better themselves or perhaps be in in contention for the plan if if they can um but i think first and foremost like 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 we start like we said earlier just the spurs with wemby i think right now they have their star um pretty clearly right jacob i, I don't know i mean from that standpoint they they have the guy yeah. now right for sure yeah i know i'm don't, no need to overthink it i'm glad that we shot the podcast back in october when we did so we both look <laughs> like geniuses yeah. now calling it <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it fits the NBA narrative um it's, 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 he's a good fit in San Antonio. Um, you know, I, I'm obviously a Rockets fan, so not super excited to be playing him four times a year, but I'm excited to see what Greg Popovich can do with him. And yeah, the future's bright there. Yeah, exactly. And they have the good role players there already. Um, so it's a matter of like, maybe if they get another ball handler, that would be nice, but when yeah, they're not going to be good next year. No, they're um, not going to be good. And, next year. No. Yeah. And yeah, it'll probably be a, a few years of like continuous rebuilding, but they're a pretty lucky franchise, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah, count on them getting a few more um, top <laughs> three picks in, in coming years for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's crazy, right? The three times you get a number one pick, they get David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now Wemby. So it's three, yeah. you know, all-time great big prospects. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, there's not been a prospect like Wemby in 20 years or probably won't yeah, be probably for another better. 20 years. So. Exactly. Um, Classic, yeah, classic Spurs. But well, yeah, you know, sorry, it is kind of fitting though, right? Twenty years after LeBron is the number one pick, you get Wemby, right? Um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy, but there you go. For sure, yeah. I mean, there's like some fun players next year, but nobody even comes close to to Wemby or even mm -hmm. like the next two guys that we'll talk about. Yeah, exactly. So I guess like now we're going to move on to the Hornets, which is hilarious because I remember in the 2011 NBA draft with Anthony Davis. The Hornets got the second pick and got MKG. And that was such a massive drop off from one to two. I mean, MKG was on the Mavs in the bubble and then I haven't seen him since, but it's, it's just the Hornets just have really crappy luck when it comes to getting like the number one pick. It was one of those where yeah. like, I feel like Jacob, you also like when they went to the top four teams, you're like San Antonio is getting number one, but Charlotte, you know, I'd never really had any confidence. They were going to get the number one pick. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. They already have a great point guard, so this is this is kind of funny. Um, just overall, the whole Charlotte Charlotte situation. Yeah, yeah no, I for Charlotte definitely shouldn't be hanging their heads. Um, you know, second pick is a great consolation prize, especially in this draft. But obviously, not a not a super great track record with picks. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I, I think this year is a little bit easier of a decision. In twenty twelve, you know, there was like Bradley Beal was there, like Damian Lillard, um, and then. 
like even even I think Andre Drummond was drafted that year. So there are like oh, wow. other good prospects um, that they missed out on this year. I think it'll be a little bit easier, um, but it's definitely um, an interesting fit um, for for another point guard, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I personally think they should take Scoot because he's just the second best player. Like you, you got to take the best player available. I, Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I agree as well. Yeah. It, when, when you're in the top five of the draft, you know, you, you pick for talent and not for fit. Um, yep. And yeah, Scoot, Scoot is a better player than Brandon Miller right now. Um, yeah. He's yeah. He's going to come in um, and, you know, make a pretty big impact. What that means for LaMelo Ball is interesting. I don't know if they look to like convert yeah. him to yeah. like, like a Ben Simmons kind of thing where he's like a starting like small forwards and power forwards yeah. or, you know, trade him to another team. I don't know. It should, should be pretty interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, and also the Hornets have P.J. Washington as well, who's a solid, like, that's a guy a lot of teams want on their roster, and he's a solid starting four. So I think if you have, like, the Lomelo, Scoot, P.J. Washington core, that's really not too bad. Considering Miles Bridges is also back next Miles year. Miles Bridges is back, that's right. Uh, well, that that's the other reason why I wouldn't pick Braden Miller, um, because it's like, you know, Miles Bridges, you're already going through that whole thing. Do you really want to have another... <laughs> yeah it's, um, a, it's not on yeah, that no. tier it's not on that tier I don't <laughs> think, but still it's just sure i don't know pick the best guy available right yeah i i would agree um you know i i think brandon miller is a great player um and obviously i think he'll um be a great contributor to wherever he goes probably portland um but you know for the time being scoot's the best player i think he's the point guard of the future there and i think the yeah the hornets have a nice young core um, to build around. Yeah, for sure. And and LaMelo being 6'6 is really nice because he can play the off guard as well. Like, I mean, if LaMelo, like, yeah, yeah he, he could, you know, you could move him to the two if, if need yeah. be. He's like freaking 6'8". Oh, 6'8", sorry. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's, he's tall. He's, he's Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. Sorry, Lonzo is like, yeah, like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember LaMelo grew like, like eight inches in one year. Like when he said, when he had like those 92 points, he was like yeah, five yeah. for 10. And then all of a sudden the next year he was in Australia and he was like six, six eight. eight. Like yeah. what, the, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Major. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy how imagine one of the, one of the big what ifs, like imagine if the Warriors took Lamelo. you know, that would have been crazy. <laughs> that would have been pretty, pretty weird. Yeah. Very, very weird. But anyway, it wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah. But that's why you picked for talent and not for fit. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and I guess now we'll go on to Portland, which I think the draft really begins at number three because Scoot and Wemby are clearly the top two. And Brad, Miller is clearly the third best player. But Portland is also in this weird kind of like we still have Dame. We're also really like guard heavy and Shade and Sharp should be pretty good. But it, it's just a weird spot to be in for Portland. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough spot. Yeah, I, in in that like you know Miller's obviously the pick if they yeah, make that yeah, pick, yeah. right? If they, if they um, pick, like yeah. yeah, so I mean there's like talk of them trading um trading the pick to another team for some for a wing who's more ready now to like compliment him. Um, yeah. I don't think that's like the right decision, but I think like it's something that's like very realistic. Um, and then like you know if Jeremy Grant is coming back next year, which I think he is, um, he's uh. Like he's he's probably better than Brandon Miller next year, but like obviously long term, there's um you know he he shouldn't be part of their plan. So it's a tough spot for Portland for sure. 
Um, but I'm curious if you like have any ideas on like potential trade targets. Well, I mean, I like I like him to. I mean, I I was always I'm always plug my team the Raptors here. But if we could trade <laughs> yeah. Siakam for the number three pick, I would do that in the heartbeat as a Raptors. You would okay. I I would yeah, totally I, do that. I I don't know. I think Paul yeah. would also say yes. I I would agree. Yeah, I would I would say that's like a very realistic trade, and I would say like probably the most likely as a as a neutral fan as yeah, well. Like, yeah, the Siakam Siakam for number three, I think, would be really nice. But because Siakam would actually fit well alongside Dame as well, he, he wouldn't really take away from Dame. So that would be nice for sure. For but, sure. Uh, yeah. No. I I mean maybe like Mikel Bridges or something from the Nets, oh, but I think like the good. yeah. The Blazers, uh, the 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 Raptors probably make the most sense. Um, just in terms of like they, you know, a rebuild probably makes sense for you, you guys. Definitely. I imagine <laughs> you, yeah, you you feel that way. Uh, uh, so that, that's probably what I would do in their position. Yeah, I, you know, the one thing I hope the Raptors don't do is re-sign Fred Van Fleet. I just hope we really <laughs> don't do that. I hope we sign and trade him. Like I, I do not want to re-sign that guy. Um, but who knows? Who knows what'll happen? But yeah, trading Siakam for the number three pick would set the tone, which I think is nice because I mean we do have a we do have Scotty Barnes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I think he could play a lot. Like Brandon Miller's, um, you know, his, his strengths are like outside outside shooting, and yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 definitely could complement Scotty Barnes. It's like a really good set of wings for for a rebuild for sure. Yeah, and then I guess like from Portland's standpoint, like Simons and Dame, you already have them as your backcourt, right? Like you got the mm-hmm. two of them, and then Simons is—they're both great, phenomenal three-point shooters. So from that standpoint, like you really just need a wing that can actually just give you thirty-five minutes a night that won't be a liability, right? Or that can create yeah, his, sure. his his own shot. I think that's a big thing: shot creation beyond their backcourt. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, for Jeremy Grant is like as as a rebounder, he's ter- terrible. Like terrible. one of the oh, worst. Yeah, and then yeah, not a ton of wing help outside of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Thibault is I, oh good. my god, I forgot about uh, the yeah. Thibault trade. Yeah, yeah, Thibault's yeah. uh, on Portland. Yeah. Josh Hart's on the Knicks. Or was that the similar same deal? Or I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's a tough spot for sure. <laughs> Um, for for Portland, um, they they're still missing like I think too many pieces to actually be competitive, but they also feel like they owe it to Dane to try and be competitive. So, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a trade off for sure. Definitely. Um, I guess now probably move on to your team here, the Rockets. Uh, unfortunately, you guys did get a top four pick, but you got the fourth pick, um, in the draft where there's three top guys. So, what do you think you guys are gonna do? Like, what what do you want your team? Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a bait. Uh, I, I was really frustrated after, you know, they, they showed that we were in the top four and then they gave us the fourth pick. Um, yeah, quite a, a range of emotions in like a, a three minute span. Um, but anyways, I, I'd say, um, you know, you once again, you take the best available player. Um, and right here, it's probably Eamon Thompson. Um, okay. I Yeah, I don't think the fit makes like a ton of sense. Um, I think it makes a little bit more sense if James Harden comes back um which oh, sounds really. like he is um probably will and be, yeah. yeah i think like james harden could be like a good mentor type guy to amon thompson because you know amon thompson's he's just not nba ready yet like he, he has a ton of potential um and i think he very well could be like 
an elite point guard someday. Um, but there's no way he can like come in and, and lead an offense. Um, and so, you know, I think James Harden's every, everything that I've seen says that James Harden's coming back. So if, if he does, then Eamon Thompson's the pick. If not, um, it's a little bit trickier. Um, I think the next best players, um, Jarese Walker out of Houston, which is nice like to, to secure a hometown guy. Um, and he is like an NBA ready type player. He can, he's already like uh, a pretty solid defender. He can shoot the three. Um, and you know, other, the, the Rockets once again, won't have a point guard, which is tough, but a lot of another good piece of the young core, I guess. Fair enough. I, I personally, like, I think, I think Eamon Thompson's a solid pick. I would say instead of Jarius Walker, I kind of thought of Cam Whitmore as a good fit for Houston. More just because he's from Villanova, a respected program, and I th- I just feel like he'd buy into Eme's system more likely than other prospects. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's who's kind of like. I feel like Raphael Stone's the guy calling the shots, not Eme. So yeah, I think Cam Whitmore makes sense. Um, if Steven Silas is the solo coach, because Cam Whitmore is like he's a straight up black hole of a player. He does yeah, not have, like he averaged like 0.6 assists in college. Um, yeah, that's and fair. He's also not like that good of a shooter um and so he's like a, a freaky athlete for sure yeah we um, already have jalen green and yeah but we have we have a lot of freaky athletes um who are black holes already so i don't know <laughs> yeah you're getting the facilitator then i mean i i do think i mean i also believe harden will will resign with the rockets because you guys have so much cap space and it makes sense to use it on like a already a like a local legend mm. it would make sense but yeah uh it's just frustrating because James Harden knows how much cap space we have, and oh, yeah. he no, wants like all like you. Are we really gonna be paying like thirty-seven-year-old James Harden sixty million like in four years? That that's you know a little bit tricky as a fan, but I mean it. It, it certainly seems like that's the route that the organization's gonna go, and you know if if they want to do that, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world. I think he'll be super helpful for the young players. It just thinks that it has to be first a price of $60 million a year to where we can't get any other free agents. Yeah. Agreed. No, it's, it's, it's an interesting spot for sure, but I guess like Thompson makes a lot of sense or I mean, I mean, Thompson, sorry. Cause I know they're two brothers in this. The more yeah. too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, this is interesting though. It's just cause like usually when you see like identical twins coming into the draft, like they're the same player. Mm-hmm. Um, like very similar players yeah. like the, the most recent ones were like cody and caleb martin and they're like their stats yeah. in college were like super similar like they projected to be like similar players these guys are not similar like amen and oscar are are like pretty different like oscar's like a, a good shooter and like he's somebody that is like probably nba ready but his ceiling's like a good bit lower not as athletic not as good of a playmaker so I'm, we'll talk about him later i, I imagine yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably projected. To, he's still a top ten pick. Uh, for yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I guess now we're on to Detroit, who I think honestly the real loser of the lottery, because they had the best odds for the number one pick, because they even won the. Well, they, they were tied. Yeah. They were tied, but yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's it's a shame because I think Detroit, like Cade Cunningham, probably could have played a couple more games, but, um, you know, I think we we are where we are. I think I mean. Cade and Ivy's are really good. That's a good backcourt. Um, Duran is nice. 
I, I, I still don't know why they would just give up on Sadiq Bey. I, I didn't really like that trade at all for them. Um, yeah, that was that was a little strange. Yes, he's, he's got like a good. 3 and D potential. Exactly right. So now it's like, oh, who does Detroit need? They probably need a wing or they need yep. like a forward. Like a three or a four, I think, is where Detroit should go. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree as well. Um, I, I had them down for um, Drace Walker. Okay. Um, I think yeah. he, yeah, I, I think if Houston doesn't take him, um, he's somebody that comes in and like probably starts, if not day one, then like pretty soon for the Pistons. Like, I think he, um, if Bogdanovich is back, like that's like a good, like, um, mentor for like yeah, a first year. Um, and then, yeah, he comes in. Um, you know, I, I could see him like, some people are saying like his ceiling on defense is like Draymond Green to where he's like able to guard every single position, which is like if if that like comes to pass, that's crazy. Um, especially in this in the like the modern NBA. Um, even if not though, like he's still gonna be like uh, an elite defender. And if if his three point shot keeps improving, which I think it will, then he's definitely somebody that's like a, a great NBA prospect for sure. Sure. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I forgot that they had I forgot that they had Boyan over there. Good, great shooter. Um, very interesting. That was such a weird trade as well. Like there were a few weird trades that it's like, oh, this guy makes a lot of sense, and then Cade's out for the year. So it's like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I had Bogdanovich on my fantasy team last year, and he like he was kind of carrying. He he oh, was yeah. like the best player on their team for like large stretches of the season. Um, I think he, yeah, he averaged like close to 20, yeah, 22 points last year. Nice. So he, he still, he still got it at 34. Oh, it's impressive. I remember when he was like the big marquee acquisition for the Washington wizards when they were making a playoff run. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny, but yeah, they got yeah. a first round pick and that was the last time the wizards were in the playoffs. Oh no, no, no. They made it with Russ. They made it with Russ. Yeah, it'll probably be a while too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think for Detroit, I was interesting, but so I kind of wanted to take a page out of, I guess, Sam Presti's book in a way, but I know how Sam Presti, like Jalen Williams, took him kind of early, but he was a phenomenal player in a lower conference and great shooter, right? So mm-hmm. I think Detroit, I have Taylor Hendricks as the person that they should take because he's like the best shooter in the draft, in my opinion. Nice sharpshooting big man who could fit quite nicely with Cade and Ivy, and he'd space the floor really well. Because if I'm Detroit, I'm thinking of it as like, okay, you you just gave up Sadiq Bay, you have Boyan Bogdanovich. If you get Hendricks beside Boyan, that's a pretty nice. I mean, three four tandem forward tandem, and they're both phenomenal three point shooters. So that that's where I that's where my head went with this pick. Um, but I mean, it's just one of those where it's like. Maybe you take like a because they don't have any really good threes or fours in Detroit. So I, I feel like if you take like the best sharpshooting big in the draft, maybe see what happens. Maybe he could be like a Keegan Murray like player for them. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, I think you can't, can't go wrong with Hendricks. Um, I think like the difference between him and Walker in this pick is like he's more of a, a floor kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and like Walker's more of a, a ceiling. Um, gotcha. Okay. He's, yeah. Like Hendricks, he can't dribble. Um, yeah. No. And so that, like, that, thankfully, that won't be like too much of a problem for Detroit. Um, yeah, have- like, if, yeah. As they like try and get better, like, I, he definitely won't be, won't ever be like an, a star in the NBA, but he's definitely something he'll be like a positive contributor for sure. 
Oh yeah, that makes. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see the the, the potential isn't there, but yeah, the, the reliability is there, I guess. Yeah. All right, and now I guess so. We we wanted to go through the top six picks, so we're on to our final our final team here, the Orlando Magic, who actually have two picks in this fall in the draft, uh, number six and number eleven. Uh, we'll talk about number six. So, I guess Orlando, right? Paolo, phenomenal first year for him. Like you really can't ask for more out of him. Franz Wagner, that was a great pick. Jalen Suggs, not as much, but hey, he's still he's still super young, so give him some time. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is not bad. I mean, they, they, but really it's Paolo and Franz. It's two home run picks in the past two drafts. So got to give them their flowers. But now it's like, all right, they probably need a point guard. Uh, um, or, I mean, I don't know. That That's where my head went. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think like Paolo is somebody that can like handle the ball for sure. Um, and like could be like a good point guard in a pinch, but they probably also want somebody um a little bit smaller and, and quicker who's like capable of um you know guarding guards and stuff so i i would also um go guard here uh, i i had down anthony black is who yeah. i would take in this position um he kind of fits nicely into the the magic um archetype of like just freaky athletes um just you know guys who are like probably like too big for their position traditionally but are like great fits in the modern NBA. Um, so I think he's a really good playmaker. Um, not quite there shooting wise, but I don't think the magic super need him to be. Uh, so I think he, he makes good sense as a fit there. Yeah. I, I also have Anthony black more from the standpoint of just the fact that he's probably the best passer in the draft. Um, and I think that, I think that they just need someone who can facilitate outside of Paolo, right? The scoring will come with Franz, Paolo. Like they have enough Cole Anthony off the bench. Right? Yeah, they have they have guys who definitely look to score first. But it'd be nice to have like just a a facilitator who's also super athletic. Yeah, no, I think an Anthony Black Paolo pick and roll would be really nice. Um, yeah, yeah, Black's super super good pick for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like overall, I feel like with these teams. I think the Magic, if they really wanted to, maybe they could try to trade up, but I don't see the point in doing so this draft because you know for a fact the Spurs aren't going to trade. You know that the Hornets, if they're smart, they don't trade down. I don't think they should. Um, Portland Portland definitely won't trade down. So it's really like, would Houston trade number four for six and 11? I don't think so. I would, but yeah. I mean, Houston would, but yeah. would, should Orlando? Yeah. No, I mean, you, you should not Probably. do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, so it's like it's I, I think that'd be pretty nice as a Houston fan, actually. It'd be very, very nice for Houston. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, no, it's a very interesting overall. It's going to be a very interesting draft, probably after like the third pick. Um, then we'll just see what what really happens when Houston's on the clock. Yeah, no, I, I think I thought like a few months ago coming into this draft that it was I mean, kind of like the twenty twenty one draft where like there's like three great players and. You know, everybody after that um, is just kind of a shot in the dark. Um, yeah. But, like, I think this draft is actually, like, pretty deep um, compared to yeah. those. So, I think, yeah, a lot of lot of talented guys. A lot of, like, super good potential, like, 3 and D um, picks. I think, you know, Grady Dick, you got to shout him out. There you um, go. Will be, yeah. a, like, a, a day one starter. 
um, and Oscar Thompson as well. So you know, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I think it's it's a very, you know, sometimes with the top heavy drafts, you kind of forget that there are other good prospects, especially in the lottery, um, like when you have the guy, but there's a lot of depth here. I feel like the first round should be pretty good. It should, it should overall, it should be a really good draft and you have Wemby to be like, you know, you have Wemby in this draft as well, right? Obviously. Yeah. So can't go wrong with that yeah. alone. But yeah. Sure. No, but, uh, you know, and I think, thank you, Jacob, for joining as always. Always a pleasure to talk to our, you know, senior NBA analyst here. We'll definitely do like some sort of off season preview post finals. Just get, you know, get something going there, kind of talk about teams' outlooks and things like that. But early on, I guess, kind of wrap it up here. But who do you have in the finals? I mean, do you think Nuggets Heat will happen? Do you see the Lakers or Celtics getting, you know, getting back? Yeah, definitely. The series? Definitely don't definitely see the Lakers don't. getting back. Yeah, yeah. definitely don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're recording this as the Lakers have just gone down 3-0. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I would, yeah. Um, I, I think Miami will win their series. I don't think it'll be, like, super easy. Like, I don't think they're going to sweep or anything. Um, gotcha. But I think it'll set up for a Miami versus Denver final. Um, and, you know, I... I hate to be the, the guy that doubts Miami once again, um, but like it, it's just not a good matchup for them. Oh, it's like, not. No. Yeah, I I think they'll fight their hearts out. They'll be competitive. Um, they'll take him to six, but I I've got Denver winning. Um, Denver winning in six. Yeah, nice. I also I mean I have Denver Denver winning as well. I mean I, I think the West is a wrap at this point, but you got Miami Miami and Denver. I think. It'd be interesting to see, but both teams have never lost at home. So I personally, like for fun, I'll say Denver in seven and just no road team wins in the finals. I think that'd be funny. Yeah, that that would be pretty interesting. I I don't know. I, I yeah, I do see it. the Denver home court at altitude is a crazy advantage that huge, yeah, not huge enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Jimmy Butler, obviously you can never count him out, but at the same time, yeah. like, it's it's interesting, right? The last time they were in the finals, it was them versus the Lakers, and it was pretty clear that the Lakers were the better team from the get go. And yeah, Denver is healthy, and they have the you know the best player on the floor. Whereas, like yeah. in this current series, you can say Butler's better than Tatum, but you can't say Butler's better than Jokic, right? So it's it's yeah. Really, I mean, you can't, probably you can't not not right now. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, with the way Jimmy's playing, I I really don't want to doubt him. Um, and you know, no. we were all we everybody was having the same conversation in twenty twenty one, um, or uh, during the bubble twenty twenty, I guess. Um, but like at the end of the day, that team was gutted by injuries too. Um, yeah. they were missing Drogic for the finals. Yeah, as he well. was big time. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's tough. Um, but definitely have my my money on denver yeah no it'll be it'll be a fun finals for sure but first and, and then after that obviously we have the draft so it'll be it's a fun fun time to be an nba fan as always but yeah well thank you again jacob for joining and uh of thank you to spotify yeah. as well and uh we're gonna wrap it up yeah thanks for having me appreciate it